Hi, I'm Elisa from Revelation Wellness. And if you want to make it through this year even stronger and more at peace than you started, keep watching this video because this video is for you. Let's face it, 2020 has been hard, real hard. The global pandemic, political unrest, and economic instability has thrown us all off, disrupted our lives, and created pain and suffering. It's easy for all of us to lose track of who we are and what we're living for amidst the turmoil around us. If you feel like you've lost yourself during this mess, you're not alone. When we've lost ourselves, we need a way to find ourselves again. What you need is not another personality test, self-help book, or motivational speech. You don't need to go on an Instagram-worthy quest to find yourselves. The world might feel like it's falling down, but there is a God who can build you up. What if right now is the time to train your core beliefs? You're invited to join us for our brand new 21-day core focus. Encounter the very heart of God while strengthening your whole self, body, soul, mind, and spirit. The 21-day core focus will progressively train you while helping you rediscover the truth of who you are. The only way to find out the truth about ourselves is to know Christ and His very core. This will change everything. Sign up for our 21-day core focus today. Well, hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. It's me, Elisa, and guess who's here with me? Sophia Keaton, <laughs> her daughter, lovely, lovely daughter. Lovely daughter, yep. You guys, this, I'm just, you never know. She might be making some appearances because we're around each other. Constantly. 24-7. <laughs> so well, here's what I have to tell you today before we get going. To know this, that our core focus challenge, 21 day core focus challenge is now open. Have you signed up? Have you signed up, Sophia? <laughs> she hasn't signed up. Sophia, what is it about having a strong core? Why should we have uh, a strong core? It's just beautiful to look at in the mirror and just like really look at that core. All of push ups okay. and random Everyone, things. Okay, I think I still have some work to do to teach her. But she is probably proclaiming some truth there, right? We all tend to think that core means what do our abs look like in a society and people are very fascinated by what our abs look like. We're going to go deeper. We're going to go deeper, Sophia. Mm. Are you good with that? Mm. Yes, because our core is not about the six-pack abs. It's about what holds us together. And for us, it is our core beliefs and who Christ says we are. And who knows, as you do that, over time, maybe you get sick facts out, but you're not going to have them in 21 days, Sophia. Okay? <laughs> you will not. You will not. No, we're going to do the practical thing of seeking first the kingdom and all these other things will be given to us. So the challenge starts September 14th. Signups close September 11th. Swipe up on the show note. Any donation amount gets you in any donation amount you guys so we are grateful this is kind of our fundraising campaign be generous give what you can and for everyone who gives over a hundred dollars you are going to be in my personal group as well as the main group but you'll also be in my personal group where we can hang out and do some core training together all right today i'm interviewing ali worthington 
She wrote the book, Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. Sounds like a good book, yeah? It does. Well, Overcoming Anxiety, something Mm -hmm. we all could use a little bit more of. Uh, You guys, you're going to learn so much. She talks about how God calls her into obedience, and it is not pretty. She struggles with God over and over again, asking her to leave even good things. What's up with that? She talks about quality freakout times, that she schedules quality freakout times. I think that's something you do. Oh, I don't schedule them. <laughs> you don't schedule them. Sophia just makes them happen. They're just a little frequent gift. Frequent to gift. To the whole family. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, now you know how to pray for us. Okay, enjoy this interview. I had a blast with Allie. She was awesome. Um, I'm actually a part of her group, one of her called creative uh, groups, where it's just writers encouraging each other to keep on writing. Have fun, swipe up, get in the core challenge, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hi, Ellie Worthington. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thank you. I am thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you have written this book, Standing Strong, A Woman's Guide to Overcoming Adversity and Living with Confidence. I have to tell you what, and I know, I think you can still see me, but this has been full side, (gasps) rag tag. It was such a good, good summer read. And I know like summer reads, anytime read, but I loved your story. I loved what you shared with us. And you're a writer for every girlfriend's heart. So... Oh, thank you. thank you so much. I, I would I would love to know um, why you wrote the book. I always ask that question. Why? What was on your heart when you wanted to write this? Well, I'll tell you, I did not want to write this book at all. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I knew it was time to write another book because it's what I do. Mm-hmm. And my last book was about fear and overcoming fear. And I thought, well, I'm, ne- I'm never going to do better than that. So I felt a lot of pressure going into this. And- oh, yeah. And I prayed and I said, Lord, what's the next book about? And he reminded me of something my mom used to pray over me when I was little, a key. So she used to pray that I would grow to be a great woman of God, strong in my faith and fearless as I face the future. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed and he said, he brought to mind great woman of God. And I thought, well, that's dumb. And <laughs> I just put it aside. And God and I are very honest with each other. Yes. And yes. We, we come back, I come back about three weeks later, a month later. I'm like, Lord, like we've never had this conversation. What should the next book be about? Thinking like he'll bring to mind a verse on scripture or who knows what, or a verse of scripture on like friendship or something fun. And in my spirit, I, I felt him say, I already told you. I was like, darn it. Okay. Well, I need to figure out what in the world this means. So I spent about six months praying into this concept of great woman of God. And I felt like God wanted me to go in the direction that God wants to partner with women, to work with women, to bring his plans to earth, whether it's raising children or getting healthy or starting a business, writing a book, building a garden, whatever it is, we are moving into a season of partnership with women and that things were going to get difficult. And now, mind you, this is two years ago. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going to get difficult. But as we were kind of finishing the final edit and it was going off to the presses, I was like, oh, this all makes sense. This makes sense now what he was doing. So I tell my story of something I went through a few years ago of kind of God asking me to trust him, step out in faith, um, which is funny because it seems to be a repeated pattern in my life and Mm. what I went through and what I learned and, and how how God had worked in my life, but to use it 
only so much to be an illustration to the broader story of women as a whole and his daughters and what he wants them to hear right now. Man, I love that. Uh, Yeah, your story. I mean, I was like hooked um, because I know what it's like to well, wrestle with God on the call. And then he gives you a call that you're like, I didn't, that's not what I had in mind. That sounds awful. That's that's the worst. No, I've told people many times, even with what I, what he's called me to hear, I told him, no, thank you. That's weird. That, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not comfortable. What will people think of me? Blah, 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 blah. I had all those reasons. And so I, I was, I was riveted with your story because story, because uh, you were going along and you were having success, right? You were doing, you were had a comfortable, good life as a, as a business coach, correct? I did. Yeah. And then, yeah. Why don't you tell people how God came and messed with that plan? Well, it's pretty wild because if, if we want to rewind, I'm going to do it super quick. Rewind to 2007. I'm a stay home mom. 2008, we have our fifth son. He is four weeks old. My husband has been out of job for a year. And we lose our home to foreclosure, lost Mm. everything we owned except what fit into two little mobile storage units. And I, and we lived with my grandfather for a summer while my husband applied for more jobs. And I Googled, how do you start a business on the internet? We would do that at the McDonald's Playland every day. And my husband got another job. It gave me a little time to build my business, but I never turned back. I fell in love with the internet and how women could build and learn. And, you know, we didn't have to get anyone's permission to do things. That's 2008. My business took off. I built a big conference. Conference is doing great. 2012 comes along and I'm in the middle of worship one day and God says, quit. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst. So finally obeyed, quit, stepped out in faith, was building a new business as a business coach. And Christine Kane, the evangelist, walks up to me. We met socially, walked up to me and said, I hear you're who I should work with to build what I want to build next. And me being a coach and a consultant at the time, I said, yes, I am. I didn't yes, know. That's right. That turned into me spending almost four years as the founding COO of Propel Women and building that dream job. Everything I ever wanted yes. to do. I got to work from home. It was great. And then I go to IF Gathering at the beginning of 2017 and I'm in worship and he says, quit. It's time to leave. Leave. Okay, let's like, stop right I, there. Stop yeah. right there. Because I, I love it when people, I know there are women that listen to this and that listen and go, how, how do you hear from God that way? Because I believe he is very specific. You know, he mm-hmm. will infiltrate if you give him that permission. Yeah. What, what is that like for you? Explain like you're just there worshiping and is it a sense? Is it a feeling? Is it a word? What is it for you that, where does quit come from? It's like a thought that's like my thought, but not my thought. Yeah, And when it is from him, for me, most of the time, he only has to say a couple of words. This was just one, leave. And he illuminated for me all the context. Wow. I knew what he was talking about. I knew what it had to do with, but I was very upset to hear it. (laughs) Very upset to hear it. So keep going. So Um, so I, I just assumed that I would come home and I'd tell my husband, because normally when I'm like, I think I'm hearing this from the Lord. This sounds like I'm going out on a limb. What do you think? Because I'm the breadwinner for the family. He has since retired. And he said, well, God didn't tell you when to quit. So let's just wait till he tells you when. So, so I'm like, oh, well, this is great. I don't have to obey now. This is perfect. 
<laughs> but through as the year went on, God would send more and more of my friends to me who lived around the country to say, I know this sounds crazy, but God's asking me to ask you if you believe what you just wrote in Fierce Faith. Or God's telling me that you wrote this book about fear, but you're letting fear overtake you. And through this time, I get sicker and sicker. I get physically sick until one day I say to my husband, I know that I know that I know it's time to go. And we're working through this. And literally April Fool's Day of um, of 2018, I step out on my own Hmm. and go, okay, Lord, here we go. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. And it's this wild adventure of me hearing from him, being led by him. But what I learned in that, in that year, there are things that hold us back as women that stop us from stepping into whatever he's calling us to do. And once we can overcome those things that hold us back, then we need to really be intentional about the things that help us move forward. So yeah. I divided, as you know, I divided up the book with like who we are as women, what God's doing in women's hearts right now. Middle section is the things that hold us back, the things yeah. that keep us stuck. And the end is how to move forward with confidence because there's a couple of things, if you'll allow me to go on a rant for a second. Oh, this is There's a couple time. of things that are holding women back. Oh, no. good. No. <laughs> um, I think the two biggest dangers for women right now, other than the adversity that we're all having from COVID, is A, our own self-doubt, and B, this message of self-empowerment that's all, you go, girl, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, um, that you're the hero of your own story. Some, some of it is good, but it's just wrong enough to be all wrong. And I believe the fruit of that message is destruction. Oof, good. I think that God has great plans for every woman, but we only live into that if we're leaning on him and he is the hero of our story. Because the problem with the message that you're the hero of your own story and everything you do depends on your own hustle is your success or failures on your shoulders. Amen. And when plans fail, when hard times come, when the enemy attacks, like it always does, the women that believe those lies won't go, oh, I was believing a lie the whole time that set me up for failure. No, they're going to think that they failed. Yes. When in fact, it's the message that was the failure to begin with. And so that was one of my, my real driving keys with this book is to kind of set the record straight on all the nonsense going on in the culture right now. Good. So good. I'm going to read. Uh, this is from chapter one, but you, and what the heels of what you just said, you wrote, don't focus on the reason you can't focus on the God who can. This is a common tactic of the enemy because it works. When we agree with the lies of the enemy, instead of agreeing with what God says about us, we stay stuck, insecure, and focused on ourselves. Self-doubt is one of the most powerful tools in the enemy's toolbox. When we feel we've had enough of enough and we're ready for more, ready to step out in faith, the enemy fires a few effective blows that can take us out. One more paragraph. The enemy of your soul whispers that you are prideful to want more that you don't have what it takes. He lies and says you already have realized your dream if God wanted it for you. He whispers that your place is to be quiet, stop dreaming, or stepping out in faith. He lies and says that your future will look like your past. He sneers that your mistakes are milestones you will never believe, never leave behind. Right, right on. And I know as you go on in the book to say, like, this is kind of chopping at the enemy, tries to whisper lies that we can't. But the truth is, we don't, right? Like Mm-mm. God no. does it. It's yeah, the exactly. step. And I think that's the tension. So tell women this partnership with God, because partnering with God doesn't mean 
it's all roses and lollipops. What, <laughs> what does partnership with God look like inside of knowing we have an enemy who lies, knowing we don't have what it, ta- it takes, but God does? Yeah, I think the, I spent a couple of years learning about just the concept of partnership with God. And the first time I heard it, I, I heard someone say, imagine how many people God asked to build the ark mm. before somebody said yes. Come on. So I think, imagine, imagine if there were people before Moses to free the Israelites and they were like, well, I think I'm just seeing things. I'm out of here. Not out of disrespect to God, but just because they thought they were crazy. How many things has God whispered to our souls that he wants to partner with us on that we go, oh, I must've eaten some bad chicken, or maybe, maybe I'm just being prideful. And the thing is with partnership, God allows us to work with him to bring his purposes to earth. And, you know, we hear that and we go, okay, that's great if you're a minister or you work Mm -hmm. in a church, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we all started in the garden of Eden, but God always planned for it to be transformed. There was going to be technology and cures for illnesses and Amazon two day prime and all, I mean, all of these things, all of these things is God working through people to make people's lives better. Yeah. So when we think about the partnership mentality, it's we work with him, we pray, we lean in, we want to find out, you know, what are you leading me to? Help me have new wisdom. Help me have strength. Help me have confidence. On these days that I'm weary, help me not quit. Because it is going to be hard. If we look at the next year, um, next six months, the next year, it's not going to get easier, but God is going to make us stronger. Amen. And he's going to help us cross the finish line but he expects us to lace up our shoes and to start running. Amen. That's so good. So what would you have missed out on had you have stayed and said, no, I'm really comfortable and propel, you know, it's big ministry. God, look at all these good things we're doing. I'm not leaving. What would you have missed out on now that you can see where you are now? Oh gosh, so much. I mean, <laughs> um, a lot of it, a lot of it comes through my work. Um, mm-hmm. I, after I left um, the conference, after I left Repel, a few months after I left Repel, the conference that God had me closed down, he sent me a message and I was praying about it. And I felt like he was saying, do it again. And I reached out to some friends to have them pray about it. And one of my good friends, she said, oh, I don't need to pray about it. Six months before in her journal, God had given her a word that I was going to restart it. She (laughs) couldn't tell me. But when I came to her and humbled myself, humbled myself was a part of it. She could send me a picture from her journal from six months ago where God gave her the word. So I got to have the conference again, which was amazing. I got to build the name of the conference. uh, The conference. Well, here's the thing. The conference is Blistem. It was back November of 2019. Big, wonderful, amazing. I mean, brought all the people together. I was like, Lord, I'm living my best life. I see <laughs> you needed me to go into the ministry for a few years, but now I'm back because it was a conference for um, online business owners and entrepreneurs and writers and speakers and had a big blowout party after it was over and said goodbye to everyone and got in the bathtub in my hotel. And the Lord said, don't do this again. <laughs> Literally after <laughs> After I obeyed and shut it down, obeyed and brought it back. And I was like, Lord, why do I have to be the woman that's flaky? This doesn't make any sense. This is, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. And it wasn't until April that I realized, oh, I didn't know a pandemic was coming this year, but the Lord did. Yeah. And he saved me from running out the Nashville Convention Center. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, 
he's a little investment because that would be like mortgaging my house right Praise and God. um it's just it's amazing to watch it go full circle i don't know what'll happen in the future i don't know but but he saved me from that and you know he didn't he didn't give me any idea of what was coming but he just said clear as day don't do this again man and i spent 6 months honestly being a little bit aggravated with god because <laughs> i had to publicly be the flake to go oh i said we're back we're back one time no more thanks um but i'm just committed now to walking into my future really open handed to go wherever you lead me i'm going to go I really, I really hope that you take care of me because I got a lot of mouths to feed. Mm. Um, but wherever you want me to go, Lord, let's let's do this thing because your way is obviously better than my way. And you're you're being so modest because you you do so many great things in the day to day of coaching and leading and inspiring women. Um, you have a group called the Called Creatives, which I, I told uh, Allie before we got going. I'm personally a member of, um, <laughs> and it just continues to inspire women who feel that they have a voice and a message to share. Uh, so can you, I mean, it's hard to think sometimes because sometimes isn't it interesting to do the online business because you, you, you touch people, but you're not really in their space. So you don't yeah. see the fruit in some ways, but, um, I can know I'm personally a, a woman who has benefited and I watch many other women that are continuing to find their voice. So perhaps, you know, there's something God's building, right now for the next season. We just, we can't see it. It goes back to, like you said, Moses building an ark, or Noah building an ark. Like that looked foolish. And imagine a hundred years. Imagine right. how ridiculous he felt at five years and then 30 years and then 50 years watching his kids help him build. And I figure Moses is sitting out there going, are, are you sure, Lord? Yes. Yeah. I've been at this 70 years. Is this yeah. really happening or am yeah. I crazy? And one of my friends, Joe Saxton, she said the other day, a great phrase. She said, for so many women right now, with what we're going through and difficulties, and to some degree all the time, we're building in the dark. Mm. We, we get this little nudge from the Lord. And we think we're supposed to go in this way. And we go, okay, I think you're, because here's the deal. We never know if it's going to work out or not. Nobody does. When you right. started your work, when I started my work, nobody knows. Oh. Nobody knows. And yeah. we're all building in the dark. And once we... Once we kind of get real open about that and go, here's the deal. When you're first starting out, you will feel completely out of, out of your, your breadth of wisdom. Yeah. You, you won't know what you're doing. You'll worry all the time that it's failing. You'll worry that you're going to look foolish. That's normal. But if we take those feelings and think that it, the natural discomfort and difficulties that we're feeling when we try to do something new, if we take that as a signal that we aren't supposed to do it, the enemy wins. Gosh, amen. We would never because, do anything. No, we would never do anything. New is new. I always tell new is new. Like, what do we do that's new that we do right or well or perfectly? It is clumsy. Mm -hmm. It's awkward. We want to jump out of our skin. We feel like every, and isn't funny how we're so convinced everyone thinks we're the worst <laughs> or, and nobody cares. They're too no. busy thinking about their own stuff. Like we're so certain that we look like a fool, but it's, it's beautiful. I feel like the Lord just loves watching us walk in the dark, walk by faith. It is building in the dark. And then one day you just see it and go, Oh, it works. So sure enough. It's like God yeah. knows what he's doing or something. I'm well, so and glad. Yeah. He kept kind of whispering to me that he had this message 
to women that he's planting in women's hearts that he has more for them. And so I spent maybe two years whenever I would travel or go somewhere to speak. And I was, you know, in a car with a woman or visiting with them. I go, Hey, do you ever feel like God is calling you to more? Just because that seems like a crazy question, right? (laughs) Almost every woman was like, yes, how did you know? And I'm really embarrassed about it. Like as if it was something prideful, but that's what God does. God is a God of restarts and rebirth and new things. And I think he's whispering to us all the time, whether it's through scripture or feelings we have, or, you know, just kind of hearing him in our spirit. Who knows? Some people might hear him audibly. That'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. But he's constantly leading us to new growth and new adventures and new things to build and do, even in the middle of this pandemic. It's not like God is in heaven looking at Jesus going, I didn't see that coming. All these great plans I had for her, I guess they don't matter. All the plants and the dreams that he put in our heart to do, they still stand. It's just going to take a little longer to get there. Amen. What have you learned new about yourself or your ministry, what you're called to because of the pandemic? Mm. Well, in the beginning of it, I was really disappointed with myself because I saw my own self-preservation come up more than anything else. Like, <laughs> like if you know Enneagram, I'm a self-pres seven. So self-preservation is oh, always yeah. my thing. And I think it's because I grew up really poor and I think that's always going to be in me. So if there's ever any trouble, I'm like, and I've lost everything before. So I'm like, well, okay, going to lose my house and we're all going to live under a bridge. I better stock up on beans. <laughs> that's always my go-to. So I was a little disappointed in I myself. Think, I remember you wrote that in the book. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like my self-preservation came out and it wasn't when everything was going bad, like end of March and April, I wasn't like, God's going to see us through. Everything's going to be great. It was like, oh my gosh, everything's falling apart. So I would literally have coaching calls with my clients, my clients who are running like big surgery centers and big companies and entrepreneurs. And I'd give them great advice. And then like, this was maybe fourth week of March. And then I'd cry. You're like Elijah, killing all the prophets, <laughs> going home and lying under the tree. hundred oh, percent. It was so bad one week that I had to, I had to, um, I had to schedule in quality freakout time on my calendar. It was like a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. So all the other time when I wanted to worry and freak out and read Twitter with all the epidemiologists, what they're talking about, I would be like, nope, we'll have quality freakout time on Thursday afternoon. Um, so. <laughs> So, of course, since then, God has been teaching me a lot of great little and and, and wonderful things. But in, in the scope of it, it's, oh, how quickly I think I'm drowning. Like Peter, Peter's my Bible boyfriend, as my friend Bianca Oldman <laughs> yeah. would say. He's my Bible boyfriend. So I relate to him. I'm, I look away and I start drowning. So that was that was a reminder to to keep strengthening my faith and keep looking to him and knowing that just because things are bad, not everything's going to fall apart again. Is there, is there any like specific actual tangible skill you've learned? Like how to freeze extra meals, how to, how to use Zoom (laughs) with 500 people? Like, seriously, is there any entrepreneurial thing that this, this season has forced you to learn? Like, for example, I had to go online. We had to learn quickly Okay, we're gonna teach online classes. We're gonna have things yeah. happen online. So I'm just great curious. pivot, by the way. Well, yeah. I forced myself. I didn't want to go live on camera. Felt very uncomfortable doing it. My friend Joe Saxton felt uncomfortable too. So when the quarantine started, because we had been trying to force each other, like we're gonna do it this week. We're gonna start doing lives, 
um, I said, well, hey, we're both home all the time. Why don't we go live every single morning at 8 a.m.? Yeah. So since March, every single morning at 8 a.m. Central, Joe and I go live for like 15 minutes or rarely more than 30 or 45. So that's what I'm kind of working on, expanding my wings as an entrepreneur, showing up more. Now, 80% of my time is one-on-one coaching calls with clients. So I'm never going to have a ton of social media time. So if I can show up and give women great advice or give them a laugh sometimes, um, I think what's I think I'm obeying and showing up the way God yeah. would want me to. Yeah. And the fact, I mean, you're doing exactly like working with those clients one on one. I read something in Times magazine to have a right now, um, eighty three percent of people are uh saying that their their stress is higher yeah. than ever before. Eighty three percent. That's like that leaves one and a three quarters of a person that's, I'm doing okay. Like that is almost, it's in, it was 63% back in 2016. And so now uh, we're at a high point. So working with those, those people that can influence, you know, at a high level, that's so mm-hmm. huge. It's so weird. Social media is an interesting, interesting uh, blessing and sometimes a curse. So you, everyone just has to know where they're called to be and, and use it appropriately. That's right. That's a good word. So good. Oh, wow. Okay. So what would you tell, in closing, I'd love to know, what would you tell the woman who is trying to achieve their dream that is has that call and is yet maybe feeling that self-doubt? What would you say to them? I would say you already know to pray into it. That's a given. But actually do it. Do it continually. Pray for wisdom. Pray for strength. Pray for confidence. Pray for a sense of partnership that you're not doing this alone. Pray for God to send you supernatural resources, great friendships, a community to get invested in, and continually keep an eye on the thoughts that go through your head. If the thoughts that go through your head are those of the inner critic that are shaming and critical, know that those aren't of God. Know that the way God is going to talk to you is with love and an invitation to grow. He Mm. may convict you, but he's going to do it gently. God's always going to talk to you nicer than you talk to yourself. Amen. And fear is going to come in. Self-doubt's going to step in. You're going to feel like it's never going to work, but everybody starts out small and you've got to start out small to get big. You've got to start out small to find success, whether your dream is to build a business as a coach or foster a child or write the next great American novel, whatever it is, let it be messy. Let it be yes. rough. Yes. Make a bunch of mistakes. I think about all the time when kids are learning to walk, they, they fall down and they have to get strong and it's messy and they bust their lip open sometimes. And it's, it's a rough road, but the kids don't sit down and go, I'm just going to plop here and wait for my parents to carry me through life. Right. And so often Women with a dream go, I'm just going to sit here and wait on the Lord. And if it's God's will, he's going to pick me up and carry me through. Let me tell you, he's not going to lace up your shoes. He's not going to get you walking, but he'll get you across the finish line. But you got to partner with him and do that work. So good. I just had that visual of, yeah, we've never seen a 45-year-old man crawling on his knees because he refused to walk as a six, you know, a year and a mm-hmm. half old child. Like there's a tenacity that God has put in each of us to just keep going, keep going. You fell down, be kind to ourselves, get up again and go again. Um, yeah, that is such a good message. This whole book, you guys, just resonates with this community. So I encourage you to, uh, is it out right now, Ellie? It comes out September 29th. But I do have some great 
pre-orders if you want to hear about it. There you go. Standing Strong by Allie Worthington. Are you working on your next book now? Because you're, I just sit in your, I call it getting under someone else's pinata. You're a writer. So I'm like, I'm just going to get under her pinata. She's just busting things. Somehow I'm going to get some candy for my own, my I own call. Uh, so yeah, what, what book? This is, makes what number book for you? This is four. And you're, are you going on five? Yes. I'll probably start writing five early spring. Do you have an idea of what it's about? I think it's about mom guilt. Well, oh, <laughs> I always swore I'd never write anything about marriage because I don't want to get a divorce. Because <laughs> I feel like whenever you write about the enemy's going to come attack, right? Oh gosh! Um, and uh, I never wanted to write about parenting because I didn't want my I didn't want one of my children to go off the rails. But uh, I think a parenting book, not telling you how to parent but how to manage your own mom guilt, could be. It could be my next thing. That could be highly effective in a time like this when moms are feeling like, we don't even know how much time our kids are spending on devices more than ever. And it's, you know, like this, we're just trying, we're surviving a global pandemic for goodness sake. Like every time a woman gets hard on herself with me to me, I'm like, did you forget we're in a global pandemic? Cause no let's, joke. Just, let's just be serious right now. We're surviving. <laughs> Seriously. I love it. Okay. uh, Three fun questions before you go. These are just community questions. Um, Favorite way to move your body? Hmm. I like to do, um, I I like to, oh gosh, this makes me sad because I miss the gym. I'm one of the few people that really likes the Stairmaster. What? I do. I'm one of the few. Nobody likes it. I like it. I like how intense it is and that it makes me sweat and I burn through some energy. I miss the gym. I'm not a great exerciser, but I do like that. That's so there's something, well, that's really therapeutic though. It's that right, left step Mm -hmm. climbing. You do the one that actually makes steps or it's just the machine that you Yeah, it makes steps. I feel like I'm going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't mess around with those. You got to like pay attention. No, you can't even switch your songs if you're as uncoordinated (laughs) as I am because I'm going down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay now what's your favorite like yoga pants athletic wear that you wear oh or where do you um, at? like what where's your shop go-to place um that's really embarrassing because i think i got the last ones at target no that is not embarrassing target has stepped there's some really up. cool brands i'm not they a cool brand girl up their active game no target okay. has stepped it up i'm here to tell you um yeah they have they're trying to go toe-to-toe with some of those big brands so oh really okay good then haha i got it at target well done get it get in there and stay there um and <laughs> coffee tea or kombucha tea decaf okay. green tea tea do you have mm-hmm. how many like cups a day a lot. I probably drink about 60 ounces because I used to be the quad venti double shot girl, oh. but I, my stomach can't handle coffee anymore. Therefore, I'm a tea girl. Beautiful. But I do love kombucha. I do love kombucha. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. My, I do, it's, that's my go-to, but my husband recently bought a Nespresso. Oh, yeah. Things? I'd be dangerous with a Nespresso. <laughs> I'm... I'm actually liking it. I'm like, this is a problem. We're going to have to choose here, Lisa. Kombucha or like we can't get another drink thing that we have to carry around. But yeah, it's good. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right, Allie. Well, thank you. You guys, so how people can find you? Where are you? Do you have a website, Instagram? What's the, where's the way can people can connect? 
Yeah, I'm Allie Worthington and I'm Allie Worthington on Instagram. On my website, it has all the pre-order gifts. I'm doing a six-week Bible study for Standing Strong. I'm doing a free masterclass for finding your calling and living with confidence. Oh, and I know I have something real quick. It's real fun. Please do. I have just launched a Find Your Superpower quiz. What? So so fun. It you can do a quiz, find your superpower. You'll learn like what your secret superpower is, what your personality type is, what your Bible verse is for that type. So if you text the word superpower, all one word, superpower to five five four four four. So superpower to five five four four four. Okay. You'll get a link from me that lets you take it. So fun. It's also on my website, but it's super fun just to be able to text and get the link because we're that is so that's fun. another pivot for um for quarantine, COVID. learning how to text with, with and give links out. I think we're gonna start moving that way more too, because I, I think it's so effective. I mm-hmm. it's quick. Emails have been just flooded, so this is so great. Yay, let's find out what my secret superpower is. Okay, everyone, I'm gonna go do this now. <laughs> Thank you, Allie, for being with us. Thank you. We'll have you back again on on Mom Guilt. Let us know when that one comes out. (laughs) You bet. Thanks, friend.